GameStrat is the number one choice for football coaches looking for the most reliable and advanced sideline replay system on the market. More coaches are switching to GameStrat because it simply works when it's supposed to work. And unlike other systems, GameStrat is simpler to set up and use, delivers the fastest video transfer times in the industry, gives you the most tagging capabilities, and has the best game day support. Choose GameStrat for your game day needs. All right, JT, what's up, man? Uh, big day today in the, I guess, radio world, podcast world for me. Uh, grab lunch and then had a guy say, hey, why don't you come on our show today for about an hour and jumped on a sports radio show from 12 to 1. Got to talk about sports. It was pretty cool. And then my neighbor goes, hey, was you were, were you on live radio today? I said, I sure was. And uh, it's pretty cool. Didn't get paid for anything. It was just uh, killing times before we start summer workouts on June 3rd. Well, life not nearly as fun for me. It's the second to last day of school up here with seventh graders, Chromebook turn in. So they got nothing to do, but they got no time, got nothing to work on, like just straight babysitting. No, oh, that's the worst. Uh, yeah, we finished last week, so we have some downtime. So I'm using that to, uh, just to kind of chill out and recharge the batteries before um, we get started, uh, with summer workouts and stuff. So got an interesting topic tonight. Uh, got a lot of good content, got a lot of feedback coming back on DMS and retweets and, um, just some text messages on what viewers are. They're not really viewing. They can't view anything We're they're listening to us. Yeah. So as they listen, it's, uh, one of those things, uh, sorry, we got, we got a face for uh podcast land, I guess. Um, anyway, we're, we're, we're going to get into some cool stuff tonight, uh, dealing with a topic that you talked with a soccer team about and they ended up winning. And, um, it goes back to, I believe it's DC comics. Any a DC guy? Yeah. I'm not even a comic book guy, but that's where the, this philosophy comes from. Right. Well, uh, let's not waste any more time on this, and let's dive into it. Sounds good. Can't wait to get better together. Culture Classroom is supported by Lausanne Learning, a nonprofit run by educators for educators with a mission to engage students, empower teachers, and transform schools. Through professional development conferences focusing on active learning, practical resources, and reflective teaching, including fishbowl classrooms, and a unique teacher-to-teacher consulting program, Lausanne Learning is providing the authentic professional development your school needs. Visit them at LausanneLearning.com today to find one of their active learning conferences near you and to learn more about changing education from the ground up. All right, JT, we're in the classroom today. Got an awesome guest going to join us a little bit later, uh, Nick Winkler from Gallup High School in New Mexico. And going to share with us, he's got a cool, um, when I talked to him earlier this week, he's got a cool carrying trademark that if you're a Michigan fan, you might want to listen up, but let's Ooh. get, yeah. Uh, there, there could be a lot of things with that. <laughs> yeah. The blue and maize, uh, go big blue, but it's having to deal with their, their head coach and the attire that they wear on game days. So. Uh, can't wait to, to bring him in the classroom. And, uh, you know, the best part about this whole journey we're on coach Weaver is that our influence keeps expanding because other people are interested. So just talking to out in North Carolina last week, now we're reaching all the way to Arizona and New Mexico this week. And uh, it, it's pretty cool when we, those are thousands of miles that we can spread some of these ideas. No doubt, man. It's, it's exciting. It's what our journey was set out to be in January. Um, when we started January 9th of, we wanted to have a podcast that related to coaches not just X's and O's, but we related everything back to where you can get better, where you can improve as a program with your kids. What kind of relationships can you build? Are you Do you have leadership qualities within your team? How do you develop your core values? Those are all things that are 
that we have now um, in in past episodes, but now it's surfacing again as we enter season two, where um, we're just giving more content and and helping people. And look, man, we're we're sharers. So anything anybody wants, all they gotta do is hit us up on Twitter and ask us, and I mean you'll get it real soon. Absolutely. And again, everything fits into to the framework of what I call the process of the ship, relationships, leaderships, and then the championships take care of themselves. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about a concept that I've used for a couple of years now, but it's called Clark Kent Superman. And so I don't know how many comic book fans we have out there. Uh, my 240 pound running back, who's just just a stud and just a man has been since he was in middle school. Like, he nerded out and went to the latest uh, comic book movie. I, I didn't even follow any of that stuff, so I don't even know what came out. But something came out just a couple weeks ago, and he looked like a little kid, man. He looked like a seven- or eight-year-old trick-or-treating in his favorite outfit <laughs> to go to the movie premiere. And uh, and I got to appreciate that, you know? I mean, and I think that's the best part. Like, here's a, here's a 240-pound man who's just all muscle, and people envy the way he looks, and he's still a big kid. And uh, th- that makes it really fun. Yeah, I, I'm a. I was more of a Batman guy, but you know, with when you talk about Clark Kent and Superman, you, there's two things that come out in my brain, and with whole, this whole thing, and the first thing that jumps out, and we talked about this earlier in the week, is yes, they're two egos, alter egos, but they're the same person, but there's also a kryptonite a- additive to it of stuff that the superhero that can can bring down. So now we're looking at an ordinary guy who works at the planet versus a superhero guy who goes into a, a restroom, who goes into a phone booth, wherever, comes out a superhero and saves the day. And then there's a thing called kryptonite that can hurt him and damage him. So I'm interested to see how... This transpired with the soccer program that you helped and you went and talked to earlier this week and how this whole concept blends together and can help our coaches that are listening tonight. Yeah, so I think you bring up a good point with kryptonite. I've never really considered throwing that into the mix, but the kryptonite for us as coaches is all the X stuff, all the X factors that we can't control. Um, It's the extra things, the distractions along the way, the like, for example, the soccer team that I just went and spoke to, they ended up killing it and won their sub-state game, and they play in the state tournament later this week. And I sent them a message earlier just saying they could be Clark Kent today, they could be Clark Kent tomorrow, but when it comes time for the game, they got to play like Superman. You know, that's the best thing. Superman, Clark Kent rushes into the, the phone booth, and when he comes out, it's game time. It's all business. There's no distractions. He's locked in 100%. And it's the kryptonite, though, that he's unsure about. It's from another planet. He knows that it can hurt him. And, uh, you know, as coaches, we're always trying to stay away from the kryptonite, right? We want our kids to just focus on us and avoid everything else out there. But I think that makes Superman attractive to the viewer is that he's not 100% infallible. He can be hurt. Uh, he is human, even in his supernatural form. That's right. He... uh you know, I think of kryptonite for for coaches today with their kids is all the social media that's out there. Ooh. I think that's the biggest kryptonite. Uh, I mean, all kryptonite, I think Superman's created equal. Um, but the biggest one for coaches to, to tackle today is, is social media. Because once it's out there, it's out there. Um, and that's where they live at. They don't live really on Twitter. It's more of a Instagram snapchat world for them but my my take on this is how many times does a coach get to be clark kent i mean it's almost like we have to be superman all the time for sure because the you have to save the day i guess every day that you're leading your young men there's no time to be i guess ordinary unless you're eating lunch and it's after practice but they're always well, looking for us to be superheroes. I, I think you're exactly right. I mean, so we talk about Clark Kent. When I think of Clark Kent, I think here's a dude who's just an average Joe. He works a 
low-level job. He's a nobody. No one really pays attention to him. He's he a wears news a shirt reporter. And tie and, yeah, yeah. He's a shirt and tie, glasses, nerd kind of guy. Like, no one expects him to be Superman uh, when when Superman appears. He's the last guy you expect. Right. I mean... Um, and then I think, I think you're right. I think as coaches, especially when we're in season, you know, we're always focused on how can I get the most out of my team? How can I get the most out of my practice? How can I make it better? Uh, I'm always thinking about what I'm going to do next, not what I'm doing right now. It's really hard to live in the moment when you're a coach and you're guiding X amount of players on this dream and on this journey. And we tell our kids to be in the moment, but how often are we as coaches in the moment? You know, when I'm calling plays uh, in the middle of a game, like I'm already thinking about the next series. Okay, well, I want to run this series because I'm going to set it up for this next time. And I want this personnel grouping next time to go in there so we get a different look. And you're right. You're in super mode, man, Superman mode all the time. Um, but really, it's important to remember that we're humans, too. And we, want, we need to be Clark Kent as well. And it's okay for our kids to be in Clark Kent mode, you know, for most of the week. Thursday, that's when you want them to start thinking about that S that's hanging in their closet. And then Friday, we want them to wear that game day jersey down the hall. At least that's our tradition here in Iowa. Is most teams will wear their game day jersey to school. And once you put that on, now it's like, okay, we're in game mode. We're thinking about it all the time. We're looking for trouble. We're waiting to save the day. And uh, I think that was the message I communicated with the soccer team who's competing in the state tournament now. But, you know, Clark Kent, he's just an average guy. But Superman doesn't have time to be distracted. It's go time right now. And I think that's the whole idea of Clark Kent Superman. When you're Clark Kent, you're an average guy. You know, high school kids, they're thinking about their grades. They're thinking about what they're going to do over the weekend. They're thinking about, oh, man, how can I go hang out with my girlfriend this weekend and put in some quality time there? And, you know, that is a distraction. As a coach, I'm like, oh, you're going to have time for girlfriends in the next 20, 30 years, you know? Like, you don't ever get this sliver of time back. But that's really hard to tell a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid. Right. I mean, the worst thing you can do is tell them they can't go see their girlfriend. Right. Yeah. I mean, we we, we say it with wrestling. We're like, hey, when I wrestled in high school, that was breakup season. <laughs> you know? And, and I mean, the life of a wrestler, our head coach here, he talks about how his date night with his now wife, they were high school sweethearts, was – Hang out, watch a movie, and suck on Jolly Ranchers because he didn't ha- he couldn't be overweight for the tournament the next day. Wow! Like wow. that's not a very fun date night. No, cheap date night, but not very fun. <laughs> it's a cheap right, date night. Right. And well, and so I think that's that's the idea of Clark Kent Superman. Yeah. And again, you be average right now, but man, especially as the the journey goes on and the stakes get higher and your season goes on and you start to have more success and you accomplish what other people aren't throughout the season. Right now, for example, in Iowa high school soccer, there's only eight teams left. And uh, that means that this team that I spoke to, they have already accomplished way more than most of in the teams in Iowa have. Uh, but they don't have time to revert back to that. They can't beat Clark Kent. Now they got to be Superman more often if they want their journey to continue. And if not, that's fine. But they've already, they're going to hang a banner. It's been a fun year for them. But my message to him this week, following up from my talk last week, was, are they satisfied? Mm. And point. if you think about the most successful people, they're never satisfied. Abraham Lincoln, maybe the president who had the most hardships out of any other American um, in our history, he always talked about this ambition, this nag to always do more. And when you talk about coaches always being in Superman mode, that's what I feel like. The best coaches, they always have this nag that they should or could be doing more. Uh, a la Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Dabo Sweeney. They're always looking to get better. They're always trying to improve. Um, you know, you said you brought up something about how they how you go and have the Superman uh, costume in your closet. Uh, how many times did you see him in the comic? when he had it underneath and he was like showing everybody like, Hey, I am Superman. He had his cape and everything underneath. And I think that's where coaches could be like when you're teaching class, Hey, guess what? You're Clark Kent. But when you go to that practice field, you need to turn into Superman a little bit. 
uh, and run your own, run your show and uh, have your practice, and especially on game day. So we wear game day ties or game day jerseys, whichever one. If it's a big game, uh, it's their game day ties. Um, and if it's just like a non-conference game, I think they're wearing their, their jerseys. But something cool that, that sparked my memory back to when I pole vaulted in high school, you talk about Clark Kent Superman. Whenever I competed in a state meet, like it was a district, regional, uh, north state, state meet, I wore a red Superman shirt. There you go. And I never really thought of that, but Superman knows how to, like, he can fly. Pole vaulters are kind of crazy, and that's the only way that we can really fly um, is clearing a bar and running with a fiberglass pole and hoping it holds your weight and throws you over the bar. Um, but that's what I wore. And everybody was like, man, why do you wear a Superman? I was like, uh, well, one, he's bad to the bone. He's tough. Right. He's tough. Uh, he saves the day and he can fly. So that was kind of my MO. But what was weird is I always like routine. You say routine, superstitions, whatever. Yeah. Uh, whenever I vaulted, I would wear it inside out and then I'd roll it out and then I'd wear it the right side way. So every jump that I would make and go sit down, like I would pull it off inside out and then I'd wear it inside out. And when I put it back on and then I rolled it off again, if you get what I'm saying, like it was always either yeah. right side out or inside out. No. And, and that's what it comes down to. It's whatever you have to do to get yourself ready. I mean, there's all kinds of, everyone has their own little rituals or traditions. You know, I read a book on Brett Favre recently, and it talked about how whenever he got his ankles taped before the game, their tradition was he would have the trainer write down the prediction of the score on the on the taped ankle. Oh, wow. What what does that matter, you know, 20 years after Brett Favre has played? I, I don't know how many times they were right or how many times they were wrong or how many times it was within a touchdown. The point is it doesn't matter. It's a bond between him and that trainer, and – you know, it's no different than you rolling your shirt out and rolling it back and turning it inside out and turning it back right side out. I mean, what that's just all part of the mental preparation that tells your brain it's a it's one of those visual cues that says, Hey, I gotta go compete now. That's right. Well I'm And not- as a coach as a coach, it's our job as culture coordinators, culture leaders, culture builders to make sure our athletes have little monikers like that so that they know when it's time. It's like flipping a switch. You know, we talk about flipping a switch. A lot of coaches talk about flipping a switch. Yep. Well, you can go a step further and actually have something tangible for them to do, so then it's like in their mind. And to me, that's what the whole Clark Kent Superman thing is. It's like, all right, I'm an average Joe, nobody right now, average high school kid with the same problems as everyone across the state right now. But in a little bit, I've got, I'm going to put on my chest and, you know, I'm going to go and uh, be a hero. Right. You know what else I think when you say flip the switch? You ever seen the movie Over the Top? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When he turns the hat around backwards, it's go time. Yeah. Same thing. And I think, and it might be a challenge for our coaches. Find something this summer that that helps them flip a switch. That helps your kids flip a switch I, or, or, or it, you know, something you do pregame-wise. Or something that you do when you're in warm-ups of a game or something, find out something. I mean, I think that's a cool idea. Uh, I mean, and it's powerful. Yeah. And find those players. I don't know how many of your guys actually platoon just on offense or just on defense. Um, yeah, we call them ATOs, we, all-time offense guys. I mean, okay, so then find your non-ATOs. Your guys, ultimately, doesn't every team have a handful of players? Your best players have to play both ways, don't they? Typically, yes. Unless, unless you're and the so, starting quarterback. Well, well, in that case, just give them a red jersey and let them hang out on the sideline, and no one touches them, even in the game. You're right. Uh, right. But I mean, I think I think about my two way players, and I think that's a really interesting idea. I need to probably sit down and be more purposeful and be like, "All right, hey, you're purple pride right now because that's our defense's identity." And then, oh, but you got short turnaround, so here's a quick squirt. And then, come on, it's honey badger time now. Right. So you got to find something to flip that switch or to roll that shirt or to be maybe your 
you know, just to be Superman, Batman, maybe almost kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a good, but I think that's really powerful. I think it's a great point or something to consider. Yeah. You talk about flipping a switch. Um, coach Davis called me, uh, around seven o'clock tonight. And he said, Hey, I, I want to share with you with one of our seniors, you know, we're starting the leadership Academy. We started next week. Um, the curriculum is almost finished. Uh, week one, two, and three are completed. And he was telling, uh, Brendan Butler, one of our seniors, she's like, Hey, um, let me tell you what we're thinking about doing and just kind of b- bounce it off one of our seniors. He goes, exact quote from our kid. He goes, yeah, it's going to be cool. You know, you, you, uh, y'all tell us to be leaders all the time, but we don't know how to lead. And I think there are so many avenues or lanes of leadership, and this could be a whole different episode. I'm just uh, talking about flipping a switch. I think this leadership academy is going to help our kids flip a switch because some kids are vocal. Some kids are uh, going to lead by example. So why would you tell a kid to be vocal if that's not his strong suit? If that's not his right. strength as a leader, <laughs> don't do that. You so, can't make them be someone they're not. Right. Just like as uh, a coach. I think you're going to coach the way that who you are and your character and what you believe in. You're not going to coach like Nick Saban if you're not Nick, if you don't have the same characteristics of him. Be yourself. You know, I think it's so valuable to think about that too because, you know, as, as a kid, they don't know how to lead themselves. Like, no. And when I think when I think about Clark Kent, so you got this average-looking guy, average guy, right? Average across the board. In fact, he's almost average for average. Uh, <laughs> he's Captain Average, right? For sure. Like, but no one has to tell him, "Hey, it's go time." Like, you got to be ready. Like, there's danger on the way. Right. Like, he just has that instinct. And I think once you start teaching leadership with your kids. That's like their instinct detector, right? It's like the radar. We want to put it on their radar. Or like, oh, yeah, I mean, man, I am a sophomore. I do only have two more years of high school. Right. You know, like, holy cow, maybe I better get my grades in order if I want to play ball at the next level. Or, man, I do want to contribute and be a a leader on the team next year as a junior. Right. That's good stuff. Great concept. I love it, JT. Thanks, Clark Kent, Superman. I mean – it's all about eliminating distractions, and then be. It's the Japanese believe in three different phases, like three different faces that you have of yourself. There's the face that you show at home, the face that you show at work, and the face that you show other close relationships. Right. And I think that's what we ask our high school kids to be: like, be the kid here at school, be the kid with your friends, and then be the great teammate that we want you to be here. And Clark Kent, Superman, really just helps separate those two. Absolutely. Great concept. And, uh, man, we're going to, I'm going to apply that probably starting tomorrow, uh, with some of our kids that I see, uh, wide receivers are going to get a little drill work. So I'm going to, I'm going to challenge them with that. Uh, so great concept. Uh, love the idea. And, uh, hopefully our, our listeners can apply that as well of Clark Kent, Superman. Joining us next in the classroom will be the head football coach at Gallup High School in Gallup, New Mexico, Coach Nick Winkler. He'll sit down and discuss how he builds relationships with, not only with his players, but with the community as well, and his plan for this summer heading into the 2019 season. Welcome to the show, Nick. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. No, thank you. This is this is awesome. I really appreciate like you guys doing this. Like I said, I think the podcast is unbelievable. So I'm just happy that I can be a part of it. Well, hey, well, that that means a lot to us. We just talk. We're a couple of schlubs. I'm sitting in my car right now because my kids are sleeping, and Coach Weaver's holed up in his closet. So <laughs> I mean, we're just a couple of dudes who live this life. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm. I'm in my I'm in my truck right now too. So there you go. I guess we're three of a kind today. There it is, um, man. We just got through talking about Clark Kent Superman. Uh, were you a DC comic guy? Uh, you know what? I am. So my my defensive coordinator is a huge Batman guy. So he's oh. he's gonna love this when I share because I'm a huge Superman guy. Like I love Superman. Oh, this um, is awesome. 
you know, so <laughs> this plays right into my right up my alley right now. You know, we're talking about uh, us talking about that tonight. You know, he's gonna he might get he might get a little upset that we're not talking about Batman, but <laughs> it's all right. No, I, yeah, hey, no, it's great. He's not on the podcast. You got to keep that in mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. I'm, I just told him I was like, "Hey, man, you'll never guess what we're talking about tonight." So we just got done meeting, so it was perfect. Cool. Um, well, Coach, let's. Um, I see you're at Gallup High School in New Mexico. And, yes, sir. Uh, how long you been there? So I I just finished my first season. I actually came down in January of last year. It worked out. Uh, where I could leave the old school that I was at because um, they had a student teacher that was going to come in that had worked in the class for a couple months. And then I ended up getting the job down here. So I came down and uh, been here for a little over a year now. Cool. Well, how'd you get started being a coach? You know, that's always one of our questions is how, how, you know, you didn't do it for the pay obviously, but how'd you uh, jump into the journey of uh, education and coaching and uh, what brought you, now to be the head coach at Gallup High School. So start from, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. the beginning. Yeah, you know, so I think it's, it's a, I don't know if it's a unique story, but um, right after I got done playing at Saginaw Valley uh, State University for Jim Collins, he had asked me to kind of stick around and help out a little bit. And um, I started working for him right right after I got done playing. I was still going to school, so I kind of filled that graduate assistant role at Saginaw Valley and um, ended up spending the spring that year with the offensive line, which I played offensive line there, and then uh, transitioned over to the defensive side of the ball and got to work with the D-line and kind of help out with all facets of setting up practice, helping with drills and all of that stuff on the defensive side of the ball at Saginaw Valley. And then once I graduated, you know, I was kind of just sending out a couple applications of places that I thought places that I thought would be really cool to live. So I had one in uh, North Carolina. I had one in my home state in Michigan. And then I had one in Alaska and I ended up getting a job in Alaska to teach um, up there. Wow. And I kind of thought, yeah, I kind of thought I was done with football, but you know, I got up there and, um, you know, started working with the team and had a great experience up there and uh, was really fortunate to be there for uh, five years. And then, you know, as that, as I kind of progressed and that was really a great learning experience too, because uh, in Alaska, they don't have any college football and they don't have obviously any pro football. So you're kind of like the show in town, you know? So it's a, it's a big deal up there. High school football is there's a ton of great players which um, was really, I was fortunate. And um, now that I'm down in New Mexico, one of my old players plays at Eastern New Mexico. So I've got to go over and watch him. And it's just been a, it's been a real blessing to be able to stay connected with those guys, even though, you know, I'm so far away, but uh, yeah. And then afterwards I ended up, I I was looking to get down in the lower 48 and um, had some, had some family in Texas and just kind of wanted to be closer and was fortunate enough to get the job at Gallup High School, and have been down here for a year. And we're doing a we're doing a kind of a turnaround project, but the kids have been awesome, and they've really responded to it. And uh, you know, it's been it's been a great experience. But yeah, I've kind of kind of traveled all over, and you know, really really do love the game. So it, it's brought me to some pretty neat places in my in my short career. It sounds like it with uh, Alaska. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty amazing, Coach. Um, if you think about it, you've been now in another part of the country, in another part of the world, really, uh, for over a year. What was the first thing you did when you got there as an outsider from off the radar? What was the first thing you did to start building your team? Uh, the number one thing was having that open-door policy and trying to meet with as many of the players as I could um, individually, obviously as a team, you know, we got, to, we got together, we kind of had a meet and greet night, but, um, meeting with them individually, getting to know their parents, getting to know community members and really making sure that the whole community, that everybody that comes in that door feels like they're kind of a stakeholder in our program. And, uh, 
that that was the first thing, you know, and obviously hand in hand with that, as we were doing that, just getting the, the guys that had worked with the team and some of those staff members that were coming back that we brought back to uh, kind of see the vision and the future for it. And they've responded, you know, with great enthusiasm, but just making everybody feel like they're a stakeholder because really they, and especially in a small community, they are, you know, those, those Friday nights don't happen without, you know, the, those assistant coaches and the, those players, but then also those parents and those fans and those people that support the school. So that was number one for me is kind of the, the I think the way you turn around a program is everybody's got to feel like this is a, this is a team effort and that team is every person in the Gallup community. So yeah, it sounds like first off relationships are a big deal with your program and making sure that you said stakeholders that everybody has some kind of a piece of your program. Uh, what, what was missing when you first got there to now you've been there a year. Um, you've been through a season you've been through going, you've been through a spring. Now you're going into a summer. What are some things that you see that you're looking to improve on, whether it's relationship wise, leadership wise, um, connecting with your team and maybe even connecting with the community even more. Well, you know, I really think for me personally, uh, well, just listening to podcasts like this and listening to different coaches and ideas and things that uh, you guys come up with, um, also the AFCA Inside the Headset podcast, and, you know, even uh, Sorenek Strength Company has a podcast that they've got some cool stuff on. But what, what I noticed was missing right away was the relationships and the belief that you can turn this thing around, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that, that to me has been a constant thing that we're working on every day. You know, we've kind of started this thing right now and it's, it's really, <laughs> we talked about it a little bit, but it's kind of coming out this summer. Um, and we're calling it the four for 40. Really, what can we give you in our four years with you? That's going to carry you through, you know, the next 40 years and really through the rest of your life like what little skills can we help you that are going to help you get through maybe a college opportunity maybe uh, a trade school or if you're going into the military or something like that what skills can we help prep you for now that are you getting that are going to get you through that get you into your career and then uh you know help you be a, a better man a better husband um you know a better father and a better community member so that's something that we're really working on is like what what can we do for you type type of attitude and that service our that servant leadership and that's been so important and I think the kids are you know the kids have responded really well to it our staff is really you know doing a great job with it and uh, it's making an impact on more than just the team it's it's I think it's kind of becoming school wide you know and not that they didn't have it before in the school but just seeing it from our program I think has been. Uh, a nice experience for the school. But, um, and then, you know, the other thing is to be in support of everything. We got guys that play multiple sports, do multiple things. Uh, I actually have a friend, Jason Stowers. He's a Kentucky Christian. He just came over and uh, did a baseball showcase for him. And, uh, so we had some guys, our foot, all our football guys went out and they tried out playing baseball. And that was really fun for them and kind of different outside of the box, but showing them that it's okay. Um, and that's been a huge thing. Uh, probably the other thing that's been really big is, you know, that kid that I have at Eastern New Mexico, he's been able to come over and he's been able to visit uh, with me a couple times. And I think that the players that I have currently have seen that relationship. We actually had a couple kids from Alaska come to the showcase this weekend. So they got to see that relationship and really, you know, it just doesn't end once your time with us ends. It goes, it's for the rest of your life. And uh, that's that's important, you know. I think you got to love your players, but you just don't stop caring about them when they graduate and walk across the stage. So those, those are the things that we've emphasized 100%. Coach, I've I got chills listening to you talk about your 440. Same here. Uh, and what I hear... And when I, when I hear you talk about your vision, it sounds like your vision is going to be well beyond your lifetime. Uh, and, and I think that's amazing. I think so often we get caught up in the short term 
the insignificant, you know, winning the state championship. Yeah, it's a memory, and you carry it for a while. But, boy, if you can teach them some skills in your four-year window that you've got them that are going to serve them well over the rest of their life, that's where you have a huge impact. Yeah, you know, and like I said, I've just been so fortunate that, uh, you know, it, it was it was just great to see we threw together this baseball showcase and uh, I don't know anything about baseball other than obviously it's a little bit different shape than a football. And, you know, but I just, you know, I was so fortunate to have my current players see some of my old guys come down and participate in this thing. And they threw, they flew what a couple thousand miles just to get here to have that opportunity, but to see them all kind of come together you know, even when I wasn't around and kind of talk and stuff and man, that it was just, that was probably the greatest feeling that I've ever had. And, uh, you know, they, they don't know how fortunate I am to be around them. I, I know that they, you know, they're like, man, this showcase is awesome, but it, it was so awesome for me. Like I, I can't thank them enough for just the things they do. Well, I gotta ask wow. you, I gotta ask you this. How was it coaching in Alaska? Uh, you know what? It, it was probably one of the more interesting scenarios, as you can imagine. Uh, beautiful, beautiful town. Anchorage is a wonderful city. Uh, and the stadiums there, you know, like, man, you talk about just awesome. You know, you're standing there and there's there's a mountain in the background with the snow caps on it and everything and oh, wow. it's just super cool, but uh the quality of players up there is exceptional. Mm. And that's and that's something that I think kind of doesn't maybe maybe Alaska's kind of like one of those best kept secrets, but you know, I think every year that I was up there, we had guys that went down and they participated in uh you know, they, they're playing at universities right now, um, you know, and fo- football is really good. And you, just the level of skill from some of those athletes, you know, they, they're they extremely good. And I there's a kid up from up there that's playing at uh, USC right now. So, yeah. you know, it's just pretty neat. And, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of good players. But, yeah, you talk about amazing Um <laughs> Did you, ever, did you ever? Did you ever go? Did you ever go ice fishing? Like where you drill you know, like the I, I hole didn't. and you put the thing, the the rod and the reel <laughs> and all that stuff. And yeah. Well, I I have a bunch in Michigan. I didn't go when I was in Alaska, but we did go halibut fishing quite a bit. And wow. uh, man, that's that is an experience in itself. You know, the first time I went out, um, I actually had my old college coach was there, Coach Collins, and. Um, we were out on the boat and he caught, he caught one. And then I pulled up this 150 pound monster out of the water and it was unreal. I mean, just a cool experience, but no, so I didn't go ice fishing, but I was out on the ocean. Um, you know, that, that was pretty crazy, but you know, just a cool experience. If you ever get the chance to do it, you have to anybody that listens to this thing, if they ever get the chance to go up there, they should go up there and experience it. JT, that's our next podcast uh, location. We'll do uh, in Anchorage, Alaska. You down for that? Right, right. Yeah, right, as long as it's in the as long as it's in the summertime. I mean, we get enough Alaska weather up here in <laughs> Iowa, you know, like yeah. in December and January. Hey, as if as long as I can be a tour guide, I think that'd be a great thing. <laughs> I'll come too. Yes, you you have to. You're not. I mean. You yeah, have to you're, be you're, our, you're our guide, yeah. yeah. Um, Coach, one of the things we've been talking about on this episode is uh, Clark Kent Superman. And so think about Clark Kent, think about the average kid, the challenges that they face. Tell us a little bit about your community and what what is it like to be a Clark Kent as a high school student in your community? I know, I know in Denison we have two factories in town, like two processing plants for meat. And seems like those are the biggest employers in in the town and in the region and our kids a lot of them their parents work at the factory so they're going to graduate from high school maybe and then go to work at the factory themselves and that's kind of the expectation uh what's your town look like now uh in where you're at like what's it like to be clark kent 
Well, you know, I, it's, it's so much different than Alaska in regards to, I went from about 300,000 people down to 25,000 people. So, but our town has, has a rich tradition. We're right on route 66. So, you know, we've got kind of that iconic strip. If you drive down it, it's exactly what you'd expect. Um, but you know what, what we have that is so neat is we have such a rich, um, native American tradition here where we, you know, we have, uh, we have different, um, like we have the Navajo reservation that is so close by and we have the Zuni reservation that is so close by and those people and those different cultures are infused with, uh, you know, within our community. And it's such a rich, a rich culture that it provides so many different opportunities for people. Um, so we have, we have silversmiths in town. We have people that work at the refinery that's just outside of town, you know, and we have all these different things that, um, provide opportunities for kids that, you know, and we, we obviously, we have the normal, you know, we have Walmart and we have pet boys and all that stuff. But you know, what I'm trying to do is, Prior to my arrival, when I was when I've been talking to these seniors, you know, just getting them to um, getting them to understand some of the opportunities that are out there. And right now, this world's changed so much where you know now their generation really that bachelor's degree or that uh, that secondary training is kind of like the new high school degree, and really that master's degree is like the new college degree. You know, where things things are getting, they're just so much different from that generational gap that, uh, you know, getting them to understand that and how, how it's good to go out and get those types of things and really bring back that stuff and add value, you know, and, or continue to add value to our community because Gallup is one of those places that, uh, you know, I think, I think it's like a lot of small towns where, you know, it's got a lot of pride and it's got a lot of, got a lot of, uh, you know, like people are proud to be from Gallup and especially Gallup High. And, you know, I go in, I go in there and then those Gallup Bengals, you can see that stuff all over the walls. So, you know, it's there's the school has a point of pride in the community, but also, you know, people are proud to be from Gallup. So just continuing that and encouraging them to like, here's, here's where, here's where we're going, you know, as, as a society, here's where the world is going. And, you know, those, it's really, what can we go out and do? And it's going to look a little bit different than maybe what your parents had to do, but you're going to come back and you're going to add something or bring something to the, to this community to continue to, you know, make Gallup that place that people are just proud to be from, you know, you can feel like, just how special this game is and uh, how much it means to people. And, you know, I th- obviously I think it's a little bit different everywhere you go, but man, what just I've, I've heard over in Mississippi too. It's just unreal. Yeah, towns, you know, this, The town shut down, town shut down, literally uh, small towns shut down for their Friday night football. Yeah. And what I appreciate about it. And again, I I'm so glad you guys, it's a little bit off subject here as we talk about, you know, our game, but man, there's no other sport that does that. No other sport has the power like football to do that. And that's where we actually get to live our dream and be, and our motto here in Denison or our vision is to believe in something bigger than yourself. Like football and our profession and the schools that we work in and our programs, they're all bigger than three of us. And, uh, that's rare to have that anymore. And that pride and that tradition. Yeah, no doubt. Like I don't, yeah. no slack to any other sports. But you're right, JT. It's king. Football's king in just about every town in, in the United States. It seems like. Um, I mean, you even see North Carolina that now has a good football team. Duke now has with uh, a good football team with Cutcliffe. I mean, it's. I mean, football uh, is just a different sport. Like as soon as, and, and this might be the same everywhere. But as soon as football season ends, they're already counting down days till it starts again. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, well, I mean, just look at what it's, 
look at what it's doing right now. I'm in New Mexico, you know, and we've got Mississippi and Iowa, and it's all coming together. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think that there's anything like it in the world, really, that yeah. teaches uh, that teaches just about life. You right. know, there's there's not many things that'll knock you down and it'll, they'll pick you up too. Yeah, it's, so well, that's so true. It's the one thing we haven't tried to make easy in education anymore. <laughs> Fact. Right. Right. Fact. Well, I mean, shoot, like today we had guys, you know, students are done with school, but they're coming in and we were, we had guys in the weight room and they were there early and uh, kids are just excited about playing mm-hmm. and they see it, they can feel it coming. And, you know, that gets, obviously we're excited to do what we do all the time, but um, you know, what, what an opportunity. And you talk about, Clark Kent and Superman, you know, when it comes out and, you know, you're going out for game day and you got to put that Superman, that Superman logo on, you know, I don't, I don't think Clark Kent ever forgot he was Superman, you know? So he's always thinking with that mindset, even when he's got the shirt and tie on. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's kind of how football is. You talk about the end of the season come and that's kind of like, all right, Clark puts the suit back on, but he knows he's Superman. So, yeah, and, and forever. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a senior wearing it for the last time. I mean, you always talk about that, right? You talk about how you wore the uniform. I mean, I wish I could go back to my high school uniform. It's the old mid-'90s half shirt with the mesh and the name on the back and the big numbers, all the stuff that they've made illegal anymore. In fact, I think the sleeves were longer than the actual shirt. But, you know, I mean, you never forget that uniform. No. Uh-uh. You know, no, mm-mm. no, no, it's, it's, uh, it's something and and Nick, I thought about this when you're, you're, you're four to 40, those guys, you're teaching them also how to be Superman and in job interviews. Like what, what's it going to look what? like when you, when you're out of high school, out of college, when you're going for your first interview, you've taught them, Hey, be Clark Kent. But when you go in the interview, you better be Superman and go kill it, and go win the job, and just go compete in that situation, just like you competed for us on a Friday night. Uh, I think that speaks volumes for for where your program's going. Uh, Those kids have have a lot going for them, knowing that their coach is that growth mindset-minded to to have a vision so clear for them that, hey, we don't want you just good in these four years or eight years. We want you good until you're 40, and then even past 40. So you're you're making them lifelong learners. That's that's incredible. Right. Well, you know, we we had an interesting conversation today in one of our meetings, and uh, you know, they they talked about what hard work was and how well hard work's going and doing the stuff when nobody else is doing it. Mm. And you know, I think I think that 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 is hard work when it's done with intent, and that's kind of what that four for forty. One of our things is, is do everything with intent because just because I'm out shooting baskets at midnight doesn't necessarily mean I'm getting better. You know, if I don't have intent with everything I do and bring that purpose and that passion and that energy, you know, and, uh, I, you know, when Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, when they step on the field, it's with intent. And, um, if you don't have that, and that's what we're trying to communicate with our kids right now. And what we're doing is, and I don't care if you go out at midnight, you can sit there and take a million selfies or you can put on something on your Snapchat or Instagram page of how, look at me, I'm out, I'm out here grinding. Well, if you're not grinding all the time, then what are you doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's, and that's the, that's the thing is like, you can't get better unless you have intent. So hopefully that's what we're kind of giving them is like, I just don't want you to show up and oh, well, I'm doing the extra stuff. The extra stuff doesn't matter. And actually, I think it can hurt you if you don't have that type of intent. You know, you start to develop those bad habits. Yeah, maybe distractions so, so you get distracted if you don't have intent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah you start, I mean, it's, as soon as your cell phone comes out, whether it, if you're working out by yourself, you're distracted. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Right. Well, that's well what, I'll, I'll talk... I think the thing that impresses me too, coach, in our conversation here is that you not only talk about it and communicate it and have a vision for them, you've lived it. You know, um, you want to be Superman. You want to find out how tough you are or, or, you know, where you are in the moment. 
pack one or two bags and move to another part of the country you've never experienced before, where you have no family, no friends, you're on an island, taking a risk. And sounds like that's what you did going to Alaska, kind of identified where your bucket list places were around the country, and then went and lived it. You know, I, I remember doing that, moving from small town Iowa to New York City, and lived in New York for a year. I went out with four duffel bags. You know, didn't know anybody, and it wasn't a, a, the best year of my life, but it's a memorable one. Right, and it, I think, doesn't that make life worth living? You know, so many people, well, here's, here's you should play it safe, and really, you know, if, if you're not taking risks, and I guess they need to be educated, you know, and calculated, but... Um, you know, take, taking those risks and taking those opportunities, those those will change your life. You know, like I, I never thought that I would be in Alaska. But, you know, also when I went up there, I didn't necessarily have the mindset of how much I would miss those people when I came back down to the lower 48, you know, and how important those relationships were to make sure that I keep kept those intact. Um, and then, you know, obviously here, how important these people are to me. You know, you, you always, I think when you're growing, you know, you, it's really important that you take opportunities. The kids, hopefully what they get from me is like, sometimes you got to be ready. Sometimes you just got to be ready to go and you don't know where life's going to take you. But, um, that's part of the journey. That's what makes it worth living. And, uh, you know, thankfully, with technology and stuff and everything today, you've got those people. And just because you're 4,000 miles away doesn't mean that they're not still part of your life or you're part of theirs. And, you know, just those relationships are everything. And I know you guys know from coaching so long, like that first group of kids you ever had, man, those kids are just as important to you today as when you were coaching them then, you know. Yeah, there ain't no doubt on that. No doubt. Um, Got to ask you this question real quick. You know, we talk about Clark Kent. We talk about Superman. We we discussed earlier about kryptonite. What are some some areas of kryptonite that you see with today's 21st century athlete? Um, we talked about social media as being one of them. So what do you see as some kryptonite for those kids that, you know, they're trying to be Superman, but then they're also going to have that, that downfall uh, where you already maybe one of them you already said was distractions. But what do you see some other um, decisions that they might make is to be their kryptonite as Superman. You know, I, I, th I think the, the kryptonite that you, you have as a coach. And as, as we all know, like we, we all have those certain things that it, it can impact and become the kryptonite of our players. But, uh, you know, the number one thing that I've seen, and especially from a, any player, it doesn't matter if it's quarterback, D lineman, offensive tackle, uh, you know, making sure that they understand that, yeah, you you know what, you're going to, you're going to get knocked down. You're going to, you're going to end up not doing something to the, to your standard and maybe you throw an interception, but, uh, that interception and that can be your kryptonite because, you know, you just don't, you got to be able to come back from that regroup, take accountability for it. And it, it's, you know, if it's your fault, admit that, Hey, it's my fault and that I'm going to fix it. Yeah, great and then point. go back out there you go back out there with the intent that, all right, it knocked me down, but we're going to come back. We're going to win this thing. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something that I know I'm consistently working on because I'm, I haven't been in this game as long as as long as I need to to get everything figured out. I don't think you ever have, but uh, you know, the number one thing that I think that you can for me is I know that my players care a lot and they get knocked down and they feel like they've let everybody down. But uh, I think I think as a coach, you know, you always come back with that like whatever you're doing on this Friday night isn't this isn't defining you. You know, and uh, what's going to define you is how when that kryptonite happens, how you come back from it, you know, and what's, uh, how does that impact the rest of your team, yourself, and really, you know, you're weak, everything about you, this, this one interception or this one sack given up or missed tackle, 
it's okay. You know, never one play should been, should never one play define the game. But uh, you know, and if it does, it's all right. You know, we're gonna move past it. But just don't let it beat you. Right. You know, because that that play can't define you. Right. Great stuff. Uh, I think that's such a powerful message. I mean, if anyone who's watched any kind of Superman videos or comics or anything like that, there's always destruction, right? Like Superman saves people, but everything else is destroyed. And right. that's kind yeah. of like what, what football is like. Right. I mean, you look at it, how many times has he been knocked down and supposed to be beat and everything? And, uh, you know, that other side is cheering for him or cheering that he's got knocked down. But, you know, it's 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 kind of that uh, cliche where, you know, it's, it's not the fall, it's the rise, really, I think, that from that fall, that's going to define you. And, um, you know, that, that kind of leads into another thing that we have with our program is, you know, we, we took it and what, what do we want for these kids? Well, you, you want to make sure that everything that you do, you know, our, our focus are like what we say is be legendary, you know, and that's, that is, what are your habits that you're developing so that you can be great for, man, so that we're great for Friday night, we're great for the season, we're great for the next couple of years, or you're just great forever, you know, and those, and those things do have some hiccups in the road, but, uh, and then the other thing that really, you know, Superman is a professional and, uh, I don't, he's always, he always looks the part when he comes and it's game day, everything is right. And whether that, you know, we approach practice like a game, we approach a workout like a game, we approach everything with that game day, game day mentality. And how, how would a pro do it? You know, and, uh, we, we always tell him, man, if a college coach walked in and your workout changed, that says a lot about you. You know, like you, you'd never be where you want to be. Um, if, if things change just cause somebody walks into a room. So that's, that's really kind of how we define it. You know, you're Superman all the time when you're with us. But like I said, Clark Kent has never forgot that he's Superman and he's always got that in the back of his mind. Uh, I think that's such a powerful lesson. I remember I had an administrator once early in my career say that when they do walkthroughs and they go class to class and actually check in, just spot check on your teaching, the biggest red flag is when you're at your desk and you immediately stand up and start walking around the room. And that's no different than what you're telling your guys with their workouts and, and recruiters or trying to get noticed. Right. Yeah. I mean, even, even if you're not a college football player, you know, or any, if you're not, not somebody that's looking to play after high school, you know, I, I, I think that everybody wants to be respected in their profession. And at that time of their life, you know, football is somewhat their profession as well as being a student and a, a son, a brother, you know, maybe a nephew, maybe even an uncle or, you know, or some, something of that nature. And, uh, you know, people take notice and, regardless, I, I don't think any of us want people to think bad thoughts about us. So that you never know when that relationship could rise again. And, you know, where you might need help from that person. And they saw you do something that was a little bit, you know, less than the standard they're looking for. Joining us in the classroom tonight has been coach Winkler out of Gallup, New Mexico coach. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. And as we wrap up tonight's interview, I just want to ask you, what's your caring trademark? As you think about your town, your community, your program, how do you distinguish yourself as a leader? Uh, you know, I, I really, it's, it's 100%, you know, hopefully the, that everybody sees it. And I, I think that they, they do is it's never, never about me. You know, I, I obviously, if we win the game, they did a great job, but if we don't, you know, that, that falls on me. And, uh, you know, really, I, I just want them to be great for life, not just great for the, the time that we've spent together, you know, working on this football thing and really that they're turning the program around. But, uh, I know, I know we kind of talked before, you know, I guess my, my, 
my trademark look uh, would have to be would have to be the long sleeve black shirt with the with the khakis. I think that I had those khakis on before Jim Harbaugh did. So he, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know if he could totally take credit for that. You know, um, but you know it's it's I, I think it's funny that the kids think it's weird when you know you almost you don't have khakis and they're like what's going on today <laughs> you know like that's awesome uh, yeah I don't, I don't get a chance to have casual friday oh. <laughs> i was kind of like that in high school i was one of those guys that really didn't want to wear jeans so i wore khakis all the time yeah and i remember being asked like john do you own anything else besides khaki shorts or khaki pants i'm like yeah. nope i don't <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I might have seven pairs, one for each day of the week, <laughs> just rotating them through. No, but uh, you know, I I just think that's something that I don't know. I just started doing it. And I'm like you, you know, like I I think you. It's hard to look unprofessional in a pair of khakis. It I, doesn't matter I, what else you're wearing. If you got khakis on, man, you look the part. Right. So, <laughs> Fake it till you hey, make hey, it. Put khakis ca- on and roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any yeah, more khakis are almost more comfortable than jeans. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. without a doubt. If Levi's, I mean, they should have gotten the khaki game a long time ago. Yeah. Shoot. That, yeah. But you can wear a pair of flip-flops with khakis, and they'll be like, dang, you're dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a T-shirt. Uh, you're like, hey, you're... you're yeah. <laughs> well, Coach, uh, as we finish up, um, anything else you want to share with our listeners? Uh, maybe what... That what's what to expect from Gallup High School? What to expect from your kids? Just anything as we uh, as we wrap up? Just anything else you'd like to share? Yeah, you know, I I think what what people are going to probably see from Gallup High School is there hasn't been there's been some hard years, but uh, you know we're we're really we've really changed the game and how we've approached things. So you know, I just. I really think that these kids have got something special going on. I think that we're, we're really going to have an opportunity to be very successful, um, you know, this upcoming season and in the near future. But, um, you know, they're, they're, these kids right now are turning around not just a season or a team. They're, they're turning around a whole, a whole, you know, approach to football in a community. And it's been pretty special to watch. And, uh, you know, really, I I think that people need to listen to this podcast. This is one of the most unbelievable podcasts out there. It's extremely informative, you know, and uh, you can, as a coach, you can get so many great ideas. And like you, like you said, what's better than football? You got a you got somebody in Mississippi, somebody in Iowa, talking to somebody that's you know from who knows where, <laughs> and the po- the power of that game. You know, and what you guys have done to harness that power is yeah. remarkable. So, you two, hats off to you. Uh, you're making a, a huge impact on our sport. Well, uh, man, that's that's humbling. Uh, very much appreciated. Uh, man, it's just a mission that JT and I set out and uh, didn't know where it was going to go. If we had two people listen, then we've done our job. But uh, thank you for the kind words. Uh, very much appreciated. Uh, we love what we do. Um, you know, we we set out on this thing, and JT and I met over uh, a phone conversation. And I said, "Hey, let's do a podcast together." And you know, eight months later, here we are, and uh, just very much appreciative. Yeah, well, like like I said, you know, it's it's just it's funny how this stuff works. But you guys, you guys have made a bigger impact on football than probably any any of us know. You know, so. Uh, Thank you guys again wow. for what you do, and just thank you guys for thank you guys for letting me have a small small piece on here. And uh, you know, I just I appreciate people like you going out and really kind of a grassroots effort to keep kids playing. You know, keep people involved. Yeah, man. I, thank Likewise, you. coach, and yeah. uh, best of luck here as you start to turn all these Clark Kents down and Gallup into Superman. Yeah, well, shoot, there. You know what? Those kids are doing that to me. I think a little bit too. They make a bigger impact than than they'll ever know. So I I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me on, and uh, you know, congratulations on putting out a great a great piece. So, thanks, Coach. Man, we'll be in touch. All right, we'll talk to you soon.
that was Coach Winkler out of Gallup, New Mexico, talking to us uh, about what he's done and his role in the game of football. And Coach Weaver, for our listeners, if you guys don't get anything else out of this episode, take away the four for 40. I've been talking about Joe Ehrman and the 20-year window for a long time. I'm stealing the four for 40. That's gold. Four yeah. years to set them up for the next 40 years of their life. Yeah, that that's set up. That's for him to come up with that. Like as soon as he said it, I was I was like that that's stolen. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use it tomorrow. Uh, I'm actually probably gonna DM him or text him and say, hey, give me some ins and outs of what that looks like and what they do. Uh, if I'm like you, JT, if you didn't get anything else out of this episode, that's your one piece to take away is the four for forty. And it's it's unbelievable whether they're 40 years old, they're 80 years old, those four years, how are you making that impact for the rest of their life? And you know what I love about it? It has nothing to do with X's and O's, diagrams, play cards, calls, anything like that. Well, you know how I feel about that. That's number four on my list on anything dealing with football. I mean, it, it all comes down to who has the dry erase marker last. You know that. So what are some things that you can do with your program to sustain your kids? What's going to be a thing that, that keeps them coming back? It's not that you run uh, shallow cross or you run right. bomb or you run red mesh. It's what did you do to help them grow when they were a freshman to the time they graduated and then for them to come back and say, Hey coach, I'm, I'm the vice president of company X, Y, Z and I'm married and I want to help the program out again because you invested in me. I want to give back and invest in the program. Or to bring guys in when they're old and gray, but there's those glitter of football memories still cloud their brain and they still think about it. Cause you can never go back in time, but you bring them in and they're a, a guest speaker prior to changing and going and kicking the ball off. Yep. JT, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Well, I don't know about you, Coach Weaver, but I got better tonight. Same here. And uh, look for more episodes coming soon on the Culture Classroom as we continue with Season 2. Y'all have a great one. Hi, my name is Austin James Smith. This past season, I was the quarterback coach for June Jones and Hal Mummy lighten up the passing yards through my innovative training tool called VAR Systems. It is a virtual reality training component that I've created that essentially allows you to go back into practice in 4K video, but actually see the perspective from your quarterback's vision. It is no longer watching film. It is training and gaining another practice. Imagine being able to take all 22 of your players, pause, rewind, Fast forward, slow the game down for your quarterback so you can teach him his fundamental schemes and technique to execute your plays. Well, that's what my software does. To find out more, visit our website at var.systems or visit us on Twitter at var underscore systems.